listening to the Cock and Bull Podcast, a weekly comedy and history podcast where each week my older brother Nathan Faust and I, Spencer Faust, discuss a true comedic story from world history. Um, that being said, there's a caveat. Um, no, there's not. Co- I'm Nathan Faust. Hello, it is I, Nathan Faust. I've body I appre- switched. <laughs> I appreciate your commitment. Yes. Um, It's come, in recent news, it has been made apparent that Nathan Faust may have committed a string of murders in California (laughs) during the late 70s, and given that Nathan might be the Zodiac Killer, pending (laughs) DNA search results, I am auditioning new brothers. So, Evan, your immediate dedication to the character is very well done. Would you mind giving me, like, a quick, give me your tight five for a Nathan audition? Uh, hello, uh, my name is Evan Richard, and I'm going to be auditioning for the part of Nathan Faust for the Cock and Bull podcast. Hell yeah! How was that? Was that good? Did you like that? Alright, you're starting to ramble. Oh, In shit. the 20th century, Evan, <clears throat> Japan was about to enter the global spotlight with okay. a big, fat sucker punch. Shit, okay. Dan Carlin put it best when he described Japan's imperialism, and all imperialism for that matter, as watching someone get addicted to steroids. You watch them, they take their first sample, <laughs> yeah. a la conquering China and Korea, and, yeah. and suddenly they feel strong. Like, China, oh, they need more. China and Korea are free, but the rest of it's going to cost you. So Japan turning its eyes on more and more land starts eyeballing the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And and the rest of the world, kind of curious and uh, half, half chub, half chub at the prospect <laughs> of Japan becoming a big boy nation. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about the world with a half chub. That's a, that's an image I don't want to think about, but go ahead. It's kind of Florida. It's kind of Florida. We (laughs) developed that during that landmass kind of started working its way. That was an accidental coincidence. That's what I'm going to put that one on. That was an accidental coincidence and it's nobody's fault. So, we allowed them to engulf it as much as they possibly could before we decided, okay, all right, now you're getting you're getting a little too big for your britches. And so right. America and European powers put an embargo on their oil supply. Oops. Japan, with no more oil, uh, decides it's it's going to take the Philippines. But there's a, there's a few U.S. flags in the Philippines. So they uh-huh. say, uh, before we do that, uh-huh. why don't we surprise attack the U.S. Navy at Pearl Harbor? That way they can't retaliate and we can take the Philippines. And then we can keep being Japan. That's going to work out so well for Japan. Yeah, that I can wor- say, we all know. We, we all know, know that worked out really well. Yeah, I want to hear what you have to say about it, but we all know that's going to work out really well for Japan. Satomu so Yamaguchi was born on March 16th, 1916. Mm-hmm. He was an engineer, specifically a naval engineer, when World War II hit its stride. And Yamaguchi was not pleased with his country's wars, but... Dissent wasn't really encouraged in Japan, nor was it encouraged anywhere during wartime, I'm told. Right. Most countries have this thing where during wartime people are like super patriotic, um, for better or for worse. Uh, I assume that he didn't work out well for this guy. In nationalism. You kind of just got to, in in Satomu's case, you got to just zip your lip and keep doing your job. Exactly, yeah. As you should, as a true patriot. I want to know that you're willing to forego your morals. Satomu so Yamaguchi, uh, he he worked for Mitsubishi Heavy Industries. Oh, hell yeah, becoming, the car. That's yeah, my... before being the car thing, it was a boat <laughs> thing. Oh, really? Shit, that's cool. Yes. Yes, they were. He and his colleagues had spent the entire summer of 1945 working on a next-generation oil tanker. 
which hmm. I don't know what they were going to revolutionize there. Like, I, this time it goes in the air. You lost me. Okay, so you said Mitsubishi, which is the car people. Right. And then you said the car people were the boat people. Right. And, and now we're talking about oil. I think yeah. Mitsubishi may have put their hands in too many baskets, I think. <laughs> I think it's the, I think they took the don't put all your eggs in one basket too literally, because that's a lot for one corporation <laughs> to put into their sort of MO. But, you know. He'd been, he'd been shipped out to Hiroshima to see it completed, this next-generation oil tanker. Oh, Jesus. On, and, and he'd worked in, Hirosh, in Hiroshima for the whole summer, and on August 6th, he was set to finally go home and see his wife, Hisako, and their infant son, Katsutoshi. Mm-hmm. How close to Hiroshima was he? Because I just have this feeling. I just have this right funny feeling. He, he was, was in Hiroshima. Right in it. Yes. Hmm. 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 Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now listen. Around. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a lot of history like knowledge. I know a lot about uh, Japan circa the year about 1954. I'm worried about uh, this man that we're talking about here and his sort of life. I'm worried about that. But um, I'm sure he's gonna be fine. Around 8:15 that morning. Oh boy! Yeah, uh, ooh, yep. that's a rough time. Uh, can you give me the date one more, one more again? Can you give me the date? Uh, yeah, August sixth, nineteen forty-five. Ooh, and it was eight fifteen. Yeah. Ooh, I'm sure it's gonna be fine. I'm sure he's gonna be fine. Yamaguchi was walking to Mitsubishi's shipyard. And final time. And everything worked out well, because the final time refers to the fact that that, that just sort of hit, like, the peak, and they were like, you know, we're going to close this plant down and move everybody out in three minutes. We're going to move everybody <laughs> out in three minutes, and everything's going to be totally fine. That's exactly what happened. That is exactly... <laughs> yeah. On a magic carpet, Mr. Mitsubishi said, we're done, boys. <laughs> Wrap it up. We're leaving, and we're going to Nagasaki, because that's going to be so much better in the next two days. Hey, hey, Yamaguchi, get up. You know what? Let's take this baby for a test drive right now. Let's get roughly 30 miles off coast. Do you want to go to the Kanto? Let's go to Kanto and not Let's be up in Kanto. Hiroshima at 8.15. Oh, boy. All right, go ahead. He was walking to the shipyard, and overhead he heard the drone of an aircraft. A Japanese aircraft that was just doing its rounds. Sure. Yeah. yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Looking skyward, he saw an American B-29 bomber Ooh. soar over the city and drop a small object connected to a parachute. A care package. It had food in it. Yeah. Yep. It had some food in it. It had some food um, in it. Unfortunately, Ooh. it might have been a little spicy because the sky erupted in a <laughs> blaze of light. In a blaze of light, which Yamaguchi later described as resembling, quote, the lightning of a huge magnesium flare. So, I think that's the first time I've ever heard, like, the atomic bomb blast described in food terms. I think that might be a, mm-hmm. a first-timer for me. <laughs> I, you know well, what? That atomic now, blast, that was equivalent to, like, six jalapenos. That's what that was. <laughs> Now, what if, what if I told you that the next craziest comparison was lightning like a huge magnesium flare? What a fucking nerd. <laughs> well, I mean, if he's... Listen, not to dog yeah. on the man that is able to explain and describe an atomic bomb yeah, after the literally fact. Literally hell. That's a privilege. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's a thing that I don't 
want a lot of people to be able to describe to me because I don't want most people to have experienced this man has recorded this, which means he survived this blast. Is that correct? Yeah. At the very least he survived. Yeah. At the very least he survived long enough to, to report what the, what the blinding light looked like. Huh? Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's good. That's, that's a positive. Because he had just enough time after seeing this light to dive into a nearby ditch before the ear splitting boom rang out all across the city. Spencer, that shockwave. Do you uh remember seeing footage of schools telling children in America what to do if a nuclear blast hit? Yeah, yeah. A turtle said to duck and cover. Yeah. Is that what this man thought? Did this man think that diving into a ditch was going to save him from a nuclear blast? Well, actually, I guess that worked. Yeah. I guess guess because we did get recordings from him. It did, in fact, work. Wow. Maybe that turtle had a little bit more going on. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe we shouldn't have uh, counted our chickens before they hatched. Just saying. (laughs) Right. A giant shockwave accompanied that atomic blast, and it sucked him right out of that ditch that he jumped into. It just said, nope, just pulled him up by his bridges. Like a tornado lifted him out of it, spun him, and hurtled him into a nearby potato patch. (laughs) Thank God for potatoes. It's the softest vegetable to land in, I feel like. I couldn't agree more. As somebody who really enjoys vodka, uh... Respect the potatoes. Respect the potato. Give it its due diligence. Boil it, mash (laughs) it, stick it in a drink. He was less than (laughs) two miles from ground zero. Holy shit. Which is as far as I remember. Yeah. That's pretty Very damn close is the thing. It's pretty, hey, it's pretty dang close is the thing. I think any amount of distance is too close to an atomic blast. Yeah, sorry, were you in the city of Hiroshima during the atomic blast? Yeah, that's pretty close. That bomb went off in 1945 and it's still too close to me. Yeah, that's pretty, I don't, again, I don't have a lot of historical opinions, but that specific event and an event that happens like a you know a few days later yeah i have pretty strong opinions about um there's a there's oof. room there's room for us to discuss that the the ramifications of the bomb um but mm-hmm. for right now let's focus in on this testimony of of Satomi sure. yamaguchi sure. yeah quote hit, I, it, hit it with me i didn't know what happened he later told the uh british newspaper the times quote i think i fainted for a while when i opened my <laughs> eyes everything was dark and i couldn't see much <laughs> I think I fainted after witnessing the creation of one of the most destructive. That's fair. You know what? You know what, sir? That's a pretty fair statement you just made. There. But I like the ambivalence he puts behind it. I I may have fainted. I, I'm not. There's I'm not a positive. possibility. I'm not sure. Listen, there's a point where I'm not sure what happened, but I think I may have lost consciousness during the splitting of several atoms. If I can give myself I'm the benefit sure. of the doubt, not to sound like a wuss or anything, but hell was unleashed <laughs> upon me and I may have taken a nap. <laughs> uh, that might have tuckered me out. If you d- Don't I'm, put that on the front page. I don't want to get embarrassed or anything. I might have gotten a little tired after a nuke went <laughs> off near me. 
I witnessed this city cease to be, and I think I may have closed my eyes for a bit. I'm not, like, I want to make it clear, not 100% sure. It may have been a bit much. (laughs) It It may have been a little bit too much for me to handle. When I woke up, it looked like the start of a film at the cinema. Everything was dark. Before the picture, before the picture had begun, when the blank frames are just flashing up without a sound. The atomic blast had kicked up enough dust and debris to nearly blot out the morning sun entirely. Mm-hmm. Yamaguchi was surrounded by torrents of falling ash, and he could see a mushroom cloud of fire rising over the sky of Hiroshima. His face and forearms had been badly burned, and both of his eardrums were ruptured. And you know, I don't want to make this about me, but that's kind of what it was like when I fell off my dirt bike when I was 10. You know what? I did watch um, season three of Daredevil, and that is basically how it started. So is this man Daredevil? Is that what you had prepared for me? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yamaguchi trekked back to the shipping yard where he found two more of his friends had survived the blast as well. What the fuck? Hold on. Wait a minute. Okay. So I'm not great with distance. Yeah. Two miles seems pretty close to the blast, and there's already three survivors. Yeah, and that much I mean, is considered getting lucky. I mean, it's like, it, it's, it's still <laughs> low odds to survive where he was at. But yeah, two more of his yeah, friends good point. made it through. Actually, lucky would have been not in Hiroshima that day. Lucky would have uh, been, together, you know what, I'm going to take a trip to Tokyo. Together, the three found their way into a nearby air raid <sighs> shelter. One that miraculously withstood the bomb that nothing had ever been designed to defend against. Right. You know, like, you can build a bomb shelter. Do you build a bomb shelter for a bomb you've never even conceived of before that can destroy an entire <laughs> city? Like, probably not. I don't think so. That's I'm just, not. They just fucking went so. all in, apparently. They made a really good bomb shelter. The atomic bomb dropped on Hiroshima took the lives of nearly seventy to 80,000 people. Yeah, it was rough. It was a rough time. For, yeah, it was decidedly not a great day. <laughs> 30% of the population. That was 30% of the population. Roughly 20,000 of those deaths were military personnel, while the other 60,000 were citizens, much like Yamaguchi. People who, I mean, half and half didn't really believe in the war that was being raged. Yeah, didn't give a shit. I mean, Japanese, or at least at the time, was like super into, oh, the emperor knows what's best and we're going to do whatever they say. Very nationalist, yeah. Yeah, but like... On the whole, still civilians. On the whole, still didn't really have a lot going on with the whole conflict of interests at the time. And it's like Um, this, and I I get that the Japanese culture was very uh, honor-bound and very intense, you know, very behind the whole never surrender, the emperor knows what's right, it's our destiny to fucking sweep across the Pacific. But, like, there were people like Satomu Yamaguchi who didn't who really didn't like it. Yeah, were yeah. into it, but just couldn't say anything because that was the culture that they're in. This Bushido, you know, leftover Bushido culture of like fucking right. do not question it, no guts, no now, glory kind of thing. He, here is the thing. So the response from the Japanese government to both of those bombs when they surrendered was, oh, no, 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 that's not what did it. We just decided to surrender. So their ego even after being nuked uh, twice, was still, 
eh, we just decided to do this thing. It wasn't yeah. because you beat us. Still, yeah. hey, America wasn't because of anything you did, but we did decide we're going to go ahead and surrender on this one. Very but not much, because of you. Yeah, very much that samurai culture. They were a, yeah. no surrender under any fucking circumstances was their military exactly. tactic. The Even amount though of we Japanese... unleashed hell twice, we still, they were like, eh, I the, mean... If you, if you look at a spectrum of all of the soldiers that were taken prisoner, so, like, all of the American soldiers that were captured, all the, you know, fucking Germans that were captured, all the Russians that were captured, if you put all of them from World War II on a little diagram, Japan is the 80 bittiest of a blip. Almost fucking none of them were captured because they would fight to the death or kill themselves. Exactly. Like, I mean, they were in, they were like, they hey, are terrifying don't get captured. As a, as a military, they are horrifying. Yeah, it was, it was, they had a pretty good run of making absolute psychotics for a while. So yeah, opinions aside, those are the stats. 70 to 80,000 yeah. civilians were killed. Well, 60,000 civilians were killed, 20,000 military deaths, 30% of Hiroshima's population. Just yeah. gone. Yeah. After spending a it's restless night in an air raid shelter, the men awoke on August 7th and made their way home or made their way toward the train station, which they had heard was somehow still operating because goddamn the J the Japanese will never <laughs> let their trains run late ever, not once, not now, not ever. The train station is gone, but we've cleared the tracks. That's sort of the <laughs> attitude that I understand the Japanese have. Is the staff have the picked train up station... the train and we're gonna fucking walk it. <laughs> We busted out one of those Wiley e. Coyote rail cars where we have to pump it back and forth. Exactly. Like the that, little I mean, teeter totter. That's what we got I, going. And I commend them because that's a work ethic that I don't have. And the fact that they had that after a nuclear bomb is pretty cool. It's pretty cool that they were able to just sort of pick themselves up immediately and get the trains back running on time. The journey that they had to take to get to this train station was nothing short of a nightmare. Half of the city was it. still on fire. Uh, shattered <laughs> shattered buildings and, and charred and melted corpses all over the streets. Many of right. the city's bridges were completely destroyed, and so they would have to wade through the river. Um, and at one of the river crossings, Yamaguchi had to... He was forced. He had to swim through a layer of floating bodies. Ooh! Rough time. Hey, is the ending of this talking about the therapy sessions that these guys had to go through? Because I don't know that any level of therapy would fix this. It doesn't. After having to <laughs> swim through, like, the bodies of my neighbors and friends, it I think I'm just done. It doesn't get better. It doesn't get better from no. here. Oh. But oh, nonetheless, no. they are determined. They have to get to the train station. Because remember, they're visiting here for work. So they have a sure. home to get back to. Exactly. And they want to get the fuck God, out of Dodge as fast as possible. God forbid that they stay clocked on for a little bit too long. Like, they have <laughs> got to get off company time it, yeah. as soon as possible. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, there's going to be a demerit <laughs> waiting in their inbox. They've already stayed one day too long. So upon reaching the station, he boards a train full of burned and bewildered passengers and settles in for the overnight ride home. How... I'm sorry, in your research, how many passengers were on this uh, train? Fucking, I, not, not, not many. <laughs> not many. The train was okay, a little, well, a little, uh, underwhelmed that day. I'll say that much. So you're saying, based on rush hour traffic, 
this was a little bit less than rush hour traffic. I mean, there it is thirty li- percent like, less people in the city, so like the trains are a little lighter. Do you think he met anybody who was on their way to work? <sighs> Shh, fucking, I'd like to believe he did. Like someone who's coming in to like just start their day in. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> Hey, Woof, you look rough. Hey, um, is it just me or is this train running a little bit slower than it usually is? Can you believe because... the gall? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm starting this new idea. It's called Yelp. Uh-huh. And yeah, I'm th- gonna... <laughs> In 1945, I'm starting this idea called Yelp, and I'm gonna leave I'm gonna a get... scathing review. Japanese transit's gonna get a piece of my mind. <laughs> So Yamaguchi uh, gets on a train home and he arrives home early in the morning of August 8th and limps to a hospital. Limps. Limps because his leg is fucking... His whole body is probably going through just so much. He got a lethal dose of radiation from that bomb. He did. Like, and his arms were burned. His face was burned. I mean, those were burned the worst. The rest of it was burned altogether. He got sucked into the sky. Yeah, he did. Which get, means, he got Wizard of Oz into a Which means he patch. probably fell down to a pretty harsh landing, which I assume isn't great for the joints. Yeah. Um, like, no, he's going to have a little bit of junior arthritis, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's dipped an apprentice rank into arthritis. The doctor, <laughs> the doctor who treated him was a former classmate. And dis, like, despite that fact. The blackened burns all over his hands and face were so severe that his friend didn't even recognize him. Oh, God, that wasn't a bit. You were being serious. Yeah. He had a friend who was a doctor who couldn't recognize him. Oh, boy. Neither did his family when he got home. When he got home, feverish and covered in band-aids, his mother accused him of being (laughs) a ghost. Okay, well, at least it's a ghost. At least it's a ghost, and it wasn't just like, oh, sir, I'm sorry, you've picked the wrong home? Still, you've like... You've picked the wrong home. St- I need you to leave because you've picked the wrong home. At least with a ghost, they can be like, you have a reason for being here, right? Like, that, you were that might killed be, in this house. You're definitely interpreting... Okay, so you're interpreting it as, like, either a ghost that formerly lived in the house or the ghost of her son... I was picturing it as just anonymous ghost has entered my home and it's like, fuck, that's rough. I am covered in bandages and I can't go home without my mom saying, mommy, (laughs) shit, get out. I mean, I don't know. Again, from what I understand about Japanese culture, they'd probably welcome the ghost in and like be polite to it. Even if they didn't know who it was, they'd just be like, eh, I mean, you probably belong here, right? I don't want to be rude. Have we, have we, it's about time we cracked open the egg of Japanese ghost hospitality. <laughs> Look, I'm just, I mean, we all know about that Logan Paul incident, right? We, so like, mm-hmm. I mean, they were <laughs> the, nice the to The long him. incident that started when he was born and, and up until now when he continues to live. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just saying they were nice to him. I don't believe that you could be nice to Logan Paul and not to a ghost. That's valid. Is that's my that's my stick in the sand. I'm going to stand by that statement. If you can be nice to Logan Paul, you can be nice to a ghost. Despite being on the verge of collapse, Yamaguchi <clears throat> dragged himself out of bed on the morning of August 9th and reported for work at Mitsubishi's office. If you say in Mitsubishi's office in Nagasaki, 
I'm going to throw up because... I, well, Jesus. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I get it. That'd be fucking awful. Around 11 a.m., yeah. he found himself in a meeting with the... Th- this dude went to work. Yeah. No, it's still insane. He got hit with I'm a nuke ex- and went to work. That's what I'm... Their work ethic, Spencer, is better than my entire life's sort of responsibility l- reigning. Your, yours, mine, our next <laughs> ten closest friends, all put together. Exactly. Like, they cared more about responsibility than I would have to my future child if I decide to have one. Like, fuck, it's... Nathan called off work for, like, the next week when it snowed. This dude went to work <laughs> after he was nuked. <laughs> Fuck. When you put it like that, it's a lot. It is. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. He gets to work, and the, co- the the company director sees him personally and demands a full report on what happened at Hiroshima. <laughs> I don't know if this is how it was supposed to be taken, but the way you just said that, it sounds like the guy was in trouble. No, it that's like what it fucking was like... sounds like, right? He's he's like, <laughs> hang on. So you were you were on overtime for like twenty four hours. We got hang talk. on a minute. <laughs> I'm looking at the paperwork here. It says he didn't clock off. Well, sir, that's because the clock off sort of machine was incinerated. No, 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 well, no, 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 Yamaguchi. No, 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 on your knees. I want you to beg. Right. You better beg you to for beg your job. right now. If you don't beg well enough, I'm gonna hand you this sword, and you know what to do. You with know what it. to do from there. The engineer, <laughs> the engineer, just recounted the scattered events that he could remember. This fucking awful scrapbook. He went through a nuke. He went through a nuke. A nuclear weapon was detonated, and this man survived through it. And so he could only remember bits and pieces because it was a nuke. He gives what could be described as the footnotes of August sixth, <laughs> like the uh, cliff notes. Yeah, it was the cliff notes. Yeah, he gives. Yeah. The, he, he's giving his boss enough to do a shitty rushed essay. Sure. That's sure, how much sure. he's giving so he's him on, on the... So me with every essay that I have for the next four years. Of yeah. course, yes. Um, the blinding light, the deafening boom. His superior says, no, 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 stop, you're insane. <laughs> how could a single bomb destroy an entire city was his question. Yamaguchi was in the middle of explaining this when the landscape outside suddenly exploded with yet another iridescent white flash. I swear to fucking God, is this plant in Nagasaki? Yamaguchi dropped to the ground just seconds before the shockwave shattered the office windows and sent broken glass and debris careening through the room. Quote, Oh my God. I thought the mushroom cloud had followed me home. Yeah, fair. Hey, fair? Because you're one dude who suffered an explosion, a bomb that no one has ever experienced before. And then, four days later, you get the exact same thing happening to you. What the fuck? Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, he lives in Nagasaki. He went home to Nagasaki. (laughs) I fucking called it. Oh my god. That is so much to deal with. This is a tragedy that is so intense, the Greeks are like, nope, too much. That's too showy. That's too on the nose. Ancient Greeks jumped forward, what, like 2,000 years? 2,400 years? To say, that's too cliche. Oh, boy. And yet, 
The atomic bomb that hit Nagasaki was even more powerful than the one dropped on Hiroshima. Uh, yeah, because I think the one that was Hiroshima was Little Little Boy. boy. Little Boy. Yeah. And then Fat and Man this... was the one dropped yeah. on Nagasaki. So Fat Man Because we like and to have fun boy. here. We like to have fun with our weapons of <laughs> mass death. Right. I want... Listen, I want to be reading about this in the textbook and at least giggle. Yeah, I want to you know, giggle at Fat Man. I want to take my uh, arsenal that can wipe out all life on Earth and treat it like it's my Pokemon team. Give it little nicknames. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, for um, sure. For sure. So it's Pokemon. Fortunately for Nagasaki, the city's hilly landscape, and in Yamaguchi's case, the reinforced stairwell of Mitsubishi's Nagasaki office, combined to muffle the blast inside the office. His bank. God. Small miracles, you know. His bandages right. were blown off of his body completely. Um, uh, uh, hold on. I'm sorry. I take it back. It was still enough to blow the bandages off. What the fuck? And he was hit by yet another surge of cancer-causing radiation. He makes it out relatively unhurt as far as having a bomb dropped on you. Sorry? Hold on. Relatively on. unhurt in the scope of having a nuke dropped on you. So still twice. horribly twice. burned. Twice. <laughs> yeah, twice. 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 Forgot that twice. Twice. Oh, my God. For the second time in three days, he had the misfortune of being within two miles, again, two miles of a nuclear explosion. And for the second time, he was fortunate enough to make it alive. Does it say what his favorite number is? Uh, I think you, it know it do- you know it doesn't. <laughs> but I know I'm not going to get that one on my next ticket. <laughs> After fleeing I... from the skeleton of the Mitsubishi building, what skeleton. remained of it? Right. Yamaguchi yeah, rushed yeah. through a bomb-ravaged Nagasaki to try and find his home. Try. Oh, boy. When he made it to where his house should have been, more than half of uh-huh. it was completely blown away. What? Whoa. Why? What happened? What happened to his house? Uh, what happened to his house? It, hey, Spencer, what happened to his house? Whoopsie. There was this whoopsie. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was an accident, uh, and somebody dropped an atomic bomb on the city. Oh, what an accident. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's that's an oof. More than Yikes. half of the house blown away. The other half, apparently the half that was built with flex tape. I don't know what to t- Like, that's... <laughs> Phil Swift. Can I just say... Can I just say... Up. He's probably, like... I, I was going to make a joke about, like, oh, well, what's the chances of that happening again? This man probably had the thought. This man probably had the thought, hmm, this has happened to me twice. When's it going to happen again? I'm going to go visit my parents' house out in the country. (laughs) Jokes aside, Yamaguchi went looking for his family and found his uh, house just fucking gone. So um, he might as well have just up and died right there, thinking that his (laughs) entire family had been destroyed in the blast. Well, he can. He can just up and die right there. All he has to do is perform some dishonor, like... I don't know, not show up to work the next day. And That's he can, true. He, can, he better have a know, damn just... good excuse to not be in tomorrow. <laughs> His wife and child, as it turns out, had been out looking for burn ointment for him. And when the explosion <laughs> came, she and the baby oh had God. taken refuge in a tunnel. Oh. So it was yet another weird, miracle, lucky, lucky like lucky, unlucky situation. If he hadn't sure. been at Hiroshima, his family would have been killed in Nagasaki. <clears throat> Hey, Spencer, the Lord works in mysterious yes, ways. Yes, I've heard that. You know, I've heard I've heard this thing <laughs> that he works in mysterious ways. The Lord works and in I mysterious ways. And I find that's ways. very, very comforting to, to tell someone when their city was just wiped out by a fireball. 
That's yeah. Not only their city, but their city that they worked at too. Yeah. Uh huh. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah I yeah, find yeah, bringing yeah. up the very subject of a god to someone in that situation <laughs> very comforting. Yes. 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 Of course. Why wouldn't it be comforting? It's the Lord works in mysterious the ways. The Lord why works in mysterious that... ways. He's got bright why plans for that... you. Very bright, like a magnesium flare. <laughs> Magnesium flare levels of bright for you. Your future's looking up. In the days that followed, Yamaguchi's double dose of radiation started to have a little bit of side effects. What? Yeah. No. Um, No. Spencer, I think you misread that. Got the sniffles. I think you misread that. He itched just a little bit. Uh, He was a little bit sore when he got out of bed. Uh, Also, his hair fell out and his wounds turned gangrenous and he couldn't stop vomiting. But also, he had a bit of a head What was the... What was the month? Was it August? It was August. I mean, he could, it could be allergies. That could be allergies, I, actually. It's a I, good point. I, 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 didn't... Say, I say give it a couple weeks. Yeah. You just got to sleep that one off, probably. Yeah, it's probably going to be fine. He was still languishing in a bomb shelter with his family on August 15th when Japan's emperor, Hirohito, announced the country's surrender in a radio broadcast. Which, to be clear, had nothing to do with the two atomic bombs nope. that were dropped on they us. They were just bored. Had nothing to do with it. We were bored. We were doing so good. Hey, we were sick of winning. Yeah. We were sick Honestly, of winning. We were, we're so tired of sick it. of winning. <laughs> so we decided for no other reason than the fact that we were a little bit bored to go ahead and end this war. Nothing else had anything to do with it. No outside influence Want to make that totally clear? Yes, we see some hands being raised in the back. No questions will be answered at this time. No. No okay. questions. Right. Go home. Want, no media, no coverage on this event. We're just going to say it, and you're going to print it, and that's going to be the end of it. I I see the hands. We're done. We're done. Lower them already. Lower. Why are they still up? Lower them. <laughs> why? There's more than there were when I stated the fact that there were hands to be raised. No. None. Stop raising your hands. We're bored. <laughs> We're going to try poetry now. When interviewers asked how Yamaguchi took the news, he said that he was a little preoccupied trying not to die. <laughs> Quote, I felt I nothing, he said. I felt nothing. Oh, that's a depression. Uh, um, nothing that is except for a constant fever and pain and vomiting. Still might be depression, but there might be something else going on in addition to that. Yet, unlike so many victims of radiation exposure, Yamaguchi slowly recovered and went on to live a full, relatively normal life. What the fuck? He served as a translator for the U.S. Armed Forces during their occupation of Japan. And later, taught school before resuming his engineering career at Mitsubishi. Because... I mean, f- fucking what? brand loyalty. <laughs> I don't benefit. Hey, maybe try Audi. Maybe <laughs> just just try a different sort of. Hey, Chevy's got an opening. I mean, oh my god. I, I, I we made the joke earlier. This man has more responsibility and loyalty to a company than I have. For you, my good friend. Yeah, and reasonably and so. I'm a pretty loyal person. I'm a pretty loyal person but to Evan, my But you're friend. saying that if I dropped two nukes on you, you wouldn't come back and just hang out with me? Hey, if you... Yeah, you know what, Spencer? I'm sorry. I know if we're I was really your, good friends and everything. If I was your boss through two atomic blasts, you wouldn't come <laughs> back to work? 
No, I don't think I would. But we're buds. I, don't, I know we're buds, Spencer, but two nuclear... I'm just saying, like, th- it might be an omen. It might be a sign mm. from some other power mm. saying, I'm done with Mitsubishi. I don't think Mitsubishi's the one anymore. Yamaguchi dealt with the um, horrific memories of Hiroshima and Nagasaki by writing poetry. Oh my god. But He deals with stress and trauma better than I do. He avoided talking publicly about these experiences of surviving Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Publicly, he avoided publicly talking about them until the 2000s. So he sat on that for 60 years. I mean... Okay, I don't want to, like, geek out here, but, like, I'm a pretty big fan of Godzilla, and there's a scene in the original Godzilla movie where they talk about Japan's sort of response, I guess, to the lasting effects of the bomb blasts that they went through. Yeah. And they didn't know how to deal with it. I mean, essentially, there were two factions, and there was one that was saying, hey, we all have cancer, what the fuck? (laughs) And the other one that was like, hey, we're just starting to rebuild international, you know, relations in 1954, which is nine years after the bomb blast, the first one. Yeah. And so we don't want to ruin that by talking about how everybody gave us cancer. So, yeah, I get it. I, I get why he sat on it for 60 years if he went back to work four days later at Mitsubishi. Um, if his loyalty was that strong to Mitsubishi, I don't want to think about his loyalty to Japan. And if Japan was like, I don't know if we should talk about the nuclear bomb blasts, he was probably like, don't even worry about it, dog. We're good. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm bald? That's because I decided to shave my head. That's it. That's it. I got bored of having hair. Exactly. I got bored. I was sick of having hair. I was sick of winning with my haircut. So I decided to shave it all off. In the in the fifties, he and his wife had two more children, <coughs> both of them girls. Good for them. Wow. Okay. Actually, you know I what? send That's a, happy... a text from my pocket, and my sperm count is reduced sixty <laughs> percent. This dude gets nuked twice and has twice! two kids. Yeah, I mean, his How sperm had a very his sperm had a very strong sense of responsibility. That's the explanation there. In the early 2000s, he released a memoir and became part of the anti-atomic weapons movement. And uh, why? Hey, you why? know that's a what good was qu- his reasoning? He probably should have studied both sides of the issue before he went and did that. Probably. Like, I think I think there were good people on both sides of the argument. Yeah, you know, I think there yeah. were good people on both sides of the bomb. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. He later journeyed to New York in 2006 and spoke out about nuclear disarmament before the United Nations. Quote, uh-huh. having experienced atomic bombings twice and survived, it is my <laughs> destiny to talk about it, he said in a speech. Satomi sure. Yamaguchi wasn't the only person to endure two atomic blasts, though the club is very small. His co-workers, yeah. Akira... Yeah. Well, are you sure? Hey, are you sure it's yeah. not just something yeah, they pretty, hand out membership to? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a it's an exclusive gig. <laughs> they they okay. might You might get a t-shirt if you join. Um, wow. Okay. His coworkers. I survived two atomic blasts, and, my, and all I got was this stupid T-shirt. Eh. Uh, Akira Iwanaga and uh, Kuniyoshi Sat- uh, Sato. Sorry, Sato. I, that's the mm-hmm. one name I have fucked up. I just gotta say, for all the uh, European I, I wanna... names I get wrong, Japanese yeah, I've yeah. done fairly decent. 
I just you've wanna... done a very good job. And you know what? They have a different, uh, like a whole different alphabet to us. So you've, I, you know what? In fairness, I'm reading it in English. I'm not reading it in Japanese. <laughs> but I Every, appreciate you know this pat on the back. My point still stands. Everybody take a minute, pause the podcast, uh-huh. and give Spencer a round of applause because Thank he's done you. a good job with the Thank names. Thank you. Up until this point where he dropped the ball so fucking hard it almost discredited the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Both of those friends of his were in Nagasaki when the second bomb fell. Uh, as was, Of course they were. As was an unrelated friend of his, Shigeyoshi Morimoto, a kite maker who had miraculously survived Hiroshima despite only being half a mile from ground zero and who then went home to Nagasaki and got hit by another bomb. So those are just four people that noteworthy that we can think of that made it through both. Um, okay, listen, hold on a minute. Just, just hold on a second. I just need to process the information you just told me. There was a man who made kites who was a half a mile. Yep. Yeah. Half a mile. Hiroshima's blast. Yes. And he was fine. Right. Well... And then he went home. I don't know about fine, but definitely alive enough to complain. To go back home to Nagasaki where he suffered the same thing again. Also, he made kites. Also, he made kites. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's insane. All told, some 165 people may have experienced both attacks and survived. Yet... Yamaguchi Uh, uh was the only person officially recognized by the Japanese government as a Niyu Hibakusha, or twice-bombed person. Right, well, because he went back to work, is the thing. (laughs) The other people were just going back home, but he went back to Nagasaki to go back to work, and then it got bombed twice. That's the only reason that he got recognized. Uh The rest of them were just like, oh, you're lazy because you're going back home to see your family, and you happened to get bombed twice. But this man... Employee of the month. <laughs> yeah, employee of the month. It's not twice bombed civilian. It's not twice bombed dude who was walking in the street that day. It's twice bombed worker. He he finally won that distinction in 2009, only a year before dying at age 93. Right. Well, he was waiting for it. He was waiting... Yeah. <laughs> This has been the Cock and Bull Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy making it. Um, I did. (laughs) It didn't make me depressed at all about sort of my life. We come out every single Wednesday, except for the ones that we don't. Um, We'd like to thank (laughs) Dripless Pony Club for allowing us to use their song, The Rip Buffalo on the Ark. comes off the album Cholera. Super good album. Great album. Super, super good album. Great band. Got to see them live once. It's pretty cool. Really? Pretty cool. Hang on a minute. You didn't tell me about that. When wasn't I invited? Uh, We weren't weren't super close at this point in life. I'm hurt. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. Um, And we thank you all for listening. Evan, thank you for coming on and and filling the Nathan void. Since, again... Might potentially be the Zodiac Killer, and I cannot have yeah. him on the podcast while these allegations well, are floating around. So I mean, so I just want to make sure, given the rest of the episodes that I'm going to be doing, because I aced this audition. Yes. <laughs> uh, do you want me to go ahead and just be Nathan Faust, or do you want me to be Evan Richard? Because I'm willing to do either part. <sighs> that's the I'm thing, is to, you, you yeah. nailed the volume of Nathan, so, like, that's kind <laughs> of the only factor that's required. <laughs> Exactly. Hang on, Again, hang on, hang on. I, I have a question. Do yeah, you yeah, um, yeah, yeah. reference a lot of movies you've never seen? Uh, I could. Hey, you could? You're willing I'm to? Much much like the man that we talked about today, I am willing to do whatever is important for the organization. 
So if you need me to fake movies that I've never seen, I'm willing to do it. I have 100% seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I have definitely seen that movie. Also, Aquaman. And whatever else is out in theaters right now. It's been a while since I've seen a movie. But you don't know that, because I'm playing a part. We'll keep you in our address books. Oh, good. 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 Thank you I all for expect listening. a full-time job. Yes, thank you. I'm not in-